You're ready to be premature wow, all over again. <laughs> wow, that's that's quick, impressive. Quick, quick, quick reset. Yeah. Quick reset. Last night was Ramos Jizz. Jizz. Who knew the job was pro bono? I was so high that um, I shit myself at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get still here. Somebody, somebody, everybody mute. Goddamn, you're killing me. <laughs> My SEAL Team 6 went to SEAL Team 12. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with punching above your weight. The fight you get better. Well, I don't know what's serious. worse. You're a ginger or you've been vaccinated. You sit around and drink and solve the world's problems, right? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hear my voice again. You know it's a new week. It's a new topic. Some things just never change. Some things do. But I am fortunate enough to have these three wonderful gentlemen with me today. The four horsemen in the studio. How's everybody doing? What? What? Yeah, we're all here. Well, we are. Has begun. We are here. Um, this will be an interesting one. Uh, let's see how this goes. Uh, we'll, we'll dive into the psychology of this podcast in just a moment. But before we do that, let's jump into our drinks. Uh, I, I'm going to start with you, Grinch, and we're going to find out what you are drinking today. So go for it. All right. I haven't tried it yet, but I'll and show it, it off. It's called the hypnosis. The hypnosis. Um, yeah, it's pretty good uh two ounces and then of, he moves on he's like next <laughs> two ounces well it, it's actually the glass is like flush and rather than me risk dumping it down my face ah. i'm gonna deal with that in a second fair enough uh two ounces of vodka two ounces of hypnotique liqueur if that's mm. how you pronounce that yeah. and then um a little bit of uh like a citrusy soda in this case i use sprite so just a lemon lime soda of some kind yeah, yeah, and this came off of uh, what was this that came from? Cocktail Builder. Cocktail Builder is that an app? <laughs> Did you pay for that? No, actually, I searched for a name and I found the drink, and then I made wanted to make sure I gave credit where credit was due for where it came from. Gotcha. Okay. Well, then there you go. The the hypno what is it? the hypnosis? hypnosis hypnosis, but it's got hypnotica. Or however, hypnotic, nautique, or whatever, however you yeah, say it. Yeah, because isn't it like T I Q U E? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Like H Y P N O T I Q U E. Sure. Hypnosis. All right. Well, there you go. You're right. Oh, I, I should just use my feet, my TSA feet, and hypnotize mm -hmm. Haas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Haas, uh, I, I think I already know where this is going, but I'm going to ask anyway. What are you drinking today, brother? Um, I'm drinking in all of y'all's awesomeness. Oh, just soaking it in. Soaking it in. It's like osmosis. It just right through the I right mean, through the pores. Know. Just yep. being in the presence. I know you've been feeling under the weather, so I, I, I'm assuming you're not drinking for that reason, or at least putting I, down some I'm, water. I am not consuming alcohol on this. OJ? mark mark the occasion. No. Okay. No, mark the occasion. First marking time. It, not drinking. marking it down. Marking it down. Okay. Not drinking. That's <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. I mean, I respect like drinking that. Drinking Drano sure it cleans you out. It leaves you hollow, it hollow inside. <laughs> At the end of the day, we said this when we started this three years ago, you know, if there's an issue and you're not going to drink, that's your business. We, you know, it doesn't change the dynamic, you know, and doesn't mean want... I don't want to be, doesn't no, mean I, I still don't enjoy it, but you know, we'll do are, it. There, we'll do it for you. There are occasions where abstaining is a good thing. And this is one of those times. Absolutely. All right. Well, I hope you feel better. Thank you for being here. I'm glad you're here. All right, Mac, let's move on to you, sir. Uh, what exactly are you drinking today? Yeah, so after the last couple of weeks of getting kind of ridiculed for, you know, constant Moscow mules, um, you know, 
Really single ingredients for this group? Think, no. Oh, no, yeah. Single ingredient drinks. Um, I said, I got I to gotta step up my game this week. So, you know, I spent some time scouring the internet, as we all do when you're looking for a new cocktail to drink. And I came across this new website. Um, had a lot of really good information on it. And I found this recipe. Uh, it was from a website called peoplestemple.com. Um, <laughs> and it calls for uh two quarts of uh water I and I. <laughs> um, a cup of sugar and a packet of kool-aid mixed with two ounces of cyanide okay so <laughs> i couldn't find cyanide so i flipped that with uh rum with something else <laughs> and, and made the people's drink <sighs> you nice you nicely pussy. done and it, it's very very good mm. Kool-Aid, sugar, water, cyanide. I, mean, rum. I, I flipped the cyanide for the rum. I can, you can't get cyanide in North Carolina on Sunday, apparently. So fuck, man. I had ridiculous. to go with something different. I, I think Probably you'd should. have been better off with absinthe, though, because, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's got the same bitter taste. <laughs> <laughs> there is actually a drink called the, the Jonestown Kool-Aid, which mm-hmm. I am no drinking. Shit. I'm drinking a variation of that. So, okay, okay. Um, there is one extra ingredient in mine. I'm sorry, two extra ingredients in mine because it's a different one. But yeah, there is a Jonestown Kool-Aid cocktail. Um, so there you go, Mac. You're you're drinking the what is it? The People's Kool-Aid. The People's Kool-Aid. That's people's excellent. Kool-Aid. Not not made by the Rock. <laughs> I was about to say that sounds Rock adjacent. That's it. Uh, I I should have started out that you know today on the show we've got Jim Jones, Marshall Applewhite, David Koresh. You know, do it that way. That's who's in the studio. Mm-hmm. Some people would get the connections, some may not. I don't know, but uh, so I'm going to do mine. I am drinking what's simply called the Kool Aid, and so that is equal parts. It's all one ounce. It's equal parts vodka, triple sec, slow gin, and amaretto. And you put that over ice. You shake it up. You pour it in a glass, and then you add cranberry juice. And of course, my daughter's like, "There's no Kool Aid in that." I'm like, "I didn't create the fucking recipe. <laughs> I'm just drinking it." But it's called the Kool Aid. So, ha, huh, since you're not drinking. Yep. Uh, can you do that with your toe next time stop i, I swear to god I, I will log the fuck off and then i'll drink it it is um suck it off the toes it's not bad but you know is. the money you could make doing that on onlyfans.com that's what i'm saying i pay off some shit get out of the state yeah i i got a pretty good idea yeah it is uh it's it's equal parts I know what I spend. Yeah, yeah. it's equal parts, but, but it is heavy on the amaretto, which is a surprise. I guess it's just the amaretto, even though it's equal parts, tends to be or seems to be overpowering. But I don't mind the amaretto. But that's what I'm Maybe. drinking. It's called Kool Aid, the Kool Aid. So, all right. So there we go. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Enjoy Cheers. your your cyanide laden Kool Aid. And it actually, is pretty good, by the way. Let's go to work. <laughs> yeah. Looks cool. All right. I'll tell you that. It's that hypnotic. Yeah. So yeah. in case you missed it, uh, if me mentioning Jim Jones, Marshall Applewhite, David Koresh, Charles Manson, throwing out those names, things like that. If you haven't figured out where we're going, then I don't know where you've been for the last 60 years. Uh, but what we're going to talk about today. Sorry. Let me back up. It is the 30th anniversary on April 19th, 2023 was the 30th anniversary of the Waco 
what would you even call it? I wouldn't a massacre. They did it to themselves. They set debacle. themselves on fire. Debacle. Debacle. Whatever. Shit show. Um, oh, and it was most cer- certainly a debacle. It right? was. We, we it, all agree on that. It started February 28th, 1993, and, and then culminated after 51 days on April 19th with the death of every member that hadn't been released, every member inside the compound, 80 some odd members or 80 members, women, men, children. I, I think like two made it out that day. That uh, three, right. I think, because this is three. Because what David Thibodeau, David Thibodeau, two, Thibodeau yeah, is two others, yeah, um, Guerrero and someone else, I think, or something. But, like but in light of that, we thought it might be a, a good idea, idea to do some reflection, uh, conversation, debate around cults in general, the ideology behind cults, the psychology of cults, how they are able to pull in members. Because to me, that's the biggest thing is like, how do they manage to find members and pull them in and, and in essence, brainwash them to do the things that they do? And so we, we will touch on a few. There are some major ones out there. But, you know, if you were not old enough to remember 1993, if you were not born yet, if you're a listener or or if you were there and you remember watching this shit on TV every night, uh, it, it was it was a debacle between the ATF, the FBI, the members of the Branch Davidian compound and it eventually descended into chaos when they set fire to their own compound on the 19th of April, resulting in the death of whoever was left inside. Yeah, I want to say it was 84. Something like that. It's in the 80s. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, so so that's what we're talking about today. And we're going to probably touch on a few major ones. I, I've this week been looking up some major cults throughout history, uh, some that I didn't know about, some that I did, and then... Obviously, if you have had the time to go out to Netflix, there is a new documentary. It's a three-show um, miniseries about Waco. HBO did one. Uh, Paramount Plus has one. So, I mean, you can find that. There's Jonestown information. There's Heaven's Gate information. Uh, that was based on the Hale-Bopp comment in the mid to late 90s and those people in California. So there have been a number, obviously, probably the most well-known. You hear about Charles Manson. And the Manson family, obviously, Jim Jones and the Jonestown Massacre. What was it, 913 or 899? Nine. 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 Drinking, I think, like, whatever. A couple got shot. Or for, forced to drink. Whatever like, it was. 909 um, willingly consumed cyanide, you know, a, a drink laid, laced with cyanide. Right. Uh, so that's what we're going to talk about today. And, and so just try to get some understanding, if we can, about... Why the fuck, why the fuck these things exist, you know, how they manage to pull these people in and then how do they end in a mass suicide, 900 people drinking the Kool-Aid, 80 some odd people setting themselves on fire and so on and so forth. So that's what we're talking about. Gentlemen who would like to go ahead and start us off. Well, I'm going to well, go certainly, ahead. Oh, go ahead, Matt. I was going to say, I'm going to go ahead and kick the hornet's nest because you missed. Go for it, Jim Jones. One of the, uh, well, if I can only get that haircut. Don't um, don't say Scientology like, because we'll get uh, there. No, no, you you, okay. you, miss, you left out the Pope. The what? The Pope. The who? <laughs> Is that a cult I've missed? Uh, apparently. <laughs> no. Organized well, religion. Organized religion. Fair enough. Well, uh, but if you look up what cults are, they tend to be small groups, and that is part of it. Small groups, not massive fucking. Scale but if groups. you look at it, you know, a lot of people will say, you know, cult plus time equals religion. <laughs> I like that. I mean, that should be on a shirt. I, I'm I really not pushing back on that. Bumper bumper yeah. I mean, that's okay. how a lot of, I, I, and, and I know what you mean, right? I mean, you know, typically yeah. when you think of cult, you don't think of organized religion. 
but that's how a lot of them started. They were they started as breakaway sects from the original religion. Well, Haas has breakaway sex every Friday night. Damn right. <laughs> and 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 the experts from where I come say that those who study cults suggest that human need for comfort prompts people to seek out others and things to soothe their fears and anxieties. Sounds like every religion. Every every organized religion. But one of the it's one of the, the key, the, the key to a cult is well, it's not all cults, right? It's it's when you start doing harm. Mm. No, no. Well, it's not doing I mean, I'll, harm. I'll, I'll read the definition per dictionary.com. But it's there's deviant behavior. Well, because you know, if it's on the internet, it has to be yeah, true. Yeah. There's it deviant behavior it, related to cults. It's a noun. A system of religious veneration and devotion directed toward a particular figure or object, such as the cult of St. Olaf. A relatively small group of people having religious beliefs or practices regarded by others as strange or sinister a misplaced or excessive admiration for a particular person or thing, quote, a cult of personality surrounding the leaders. You mean yes. like now, I, ironically, Pope. if you look down below and some of the people also asked, it says, what's the difference between a cult and a religion? And it gotcha. says, I love you. Cult is a term that doesn't refer to religion at all, but is applied to a social. Group. Not right. agreeing or disagreeing, just telling you what it says. But again, there there is a a relationship between the ideology, the belief, whether it be religious, spiritual, or, and the fact that deviant behavior exists, either internal I think to the that's cult. The key, that's well, the key difference. Okay, though, okay, right? okay. Deviant behavior. Hold okay. on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. no, no. Take it back. Wait, 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 take it wait. home, baby. Drive it. I wanna, I, I'm pretty sure, you know, having sex with little boys might be deviant behavior. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, you're I, talking. I, 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 you know, that's just me. Don't get me wrong. I'm not disputing that, but. You're talking about deviant behavior. Well, yeah, yeah, uh huh. Okay, all, all right. right. I was about to say you're talking about <laughs> well, deviant behavior by comic. just by just the the uh, what would you call them? Leadership. Leadership, right? Where in cults, it tends to be pervasive throughout all of the members, but that's not entirely mm, true. That's, that's well, not necessarily not a hundred percent accurate. Use, let's use Waco as the vignette to unpack some of that. Yeah, which, well, you know the the whole the reason Waco started. I mean, yes, you could say there were perceptions of deviant behavior, which was admitted, you know, to uh, admitted by a number of folks of like Koresh saying, you no longer get to have sex with your wife. You know, I get to have I sex with all that. of them. Right. Now, deviant defined as departing from usual or accepted standards, especially in social or sexual behavior. Right. You know, you could say yes. Now, from the outside, people were like, that's a weird compound. On yeah, the inside, there's a whole they, right. There's a whole psychology that I'm sure there was an agreed to, social uh, construct, right? They were they were all in, right? Mm -hmm. All in. Right. But the whole thing that kicked off Waco was the intent to serve the warrant for the accumulation of modified weapons yep. and ammunition. Yeah, it had nothing to do with the the you know quote unquote deviant behavior. That that was kind of an afterthought. The and that was why the ATF was involved because you're right. It was it was the accumulation and modification of the weapons that they were there to try and serve a warrant on because that was the main thing they that was the main reason that they could obviously get in well and again yeah, some of the stuff I, some of the stuff i saw though they knew deviant behavior was occurring inside the compound they could never put together enough evidence well that was pursue. it right so this is this is how you go about doing it right it's it's right. like you know rico cases with the you know with the mobs you find an in you you find a way to get in and then you unpack everything else after the fact except in this case 
there was nobody left to unpack. Right. Well, well, and, well and again, with Waco, I mean, just real quick, without, you know, I know, again, we're talking kind of the broad psychology of following a cult or, or you know, what you consider otherwise intelligent people, which if you watch the, and I only, I've only gotten partway into it. Um, Heaven's the, Gate. The Heaven's Gate. On HBO, uh, yeah. I forget the sociologist that's asked, and she says, I frequently get, that, get asked if there's a personality type that's drawn to a cult. And she said, no. In, in actuality, it tends to be educated and highly educated people right. that drift towards a cult, which is weird to me. You know, like, yeah. Because the way they tend to come across in, in the fact that they drink the Kool Aid so readily, you go, how can you be intelligent? But clearly there's something there. And and Grinch, I know I made this distinction with you, Mac. I think I did it with you as well, is the the correlation between cults and gangs. And I don't necessarily think, and, and, and my belief, and this is only my personal belief, is that people are attracted to both of those, not necessarily because they're dumb or their mental acuity doesn't you know, meet a certain level. I, I tend to think it it's situational. It's it's something they're missing at home. It's something that, that well, they're absent I mean, they with. And, and so they, they and go into these that. things. And so I, I found an article by the US Department of Justice, Office of Justice Programs. And the article is called Comparison of Cults and Gangs, a Dimension of Coercive Power and Malevolent Authority. And just the abstract uh, bit at the beginning says, groups regarded as cults have much in common with groups regarded as gangs in modern American society. They are similar in both groups. They are similar in that both groups restrict members, exercise of freedom in thought and belief. Both demand unquestioning obedience from their members. Both have self-appointed authoritarian leaders. And once a person joins both types of groups, they tend to undergo a certain predictable personality change. Cults like gangs fall into a realm of deviance, and both types of groups encourage members to become situationally dependent on group identity. Both gangs and cults recruit members based on the human need to be accepted and be a part of a group that will affirm personal significance. The primary difference between cults and gangs is that cults have their axial principle of organization based on spiritual, religious, ideological belief systems, while gangs, on the other hand, are commonly perceived to have no such well-developed belief system. Further, gangs are more sinister in terms of their use of violence against their own members and those of outside gangs. Disobedience in a cult, uh, in cult occasions, much less severe discipline and violence against non-cult members is not common behavior for cult members. So that's that's how the U.S. Department of Justice defines cults and gangs. Very similar in a lot of regards, and then showcasing the major clear differences. Outliers, well, different. and what was that thing you read right out of the gates, Haas, of why people oh, join? Well, to seek others are things that soothe their fears and anxieties, yeah. right? I think he was making yeah. the connection to religion, well, how, how religion was a cult. Right. I, well, yeah, I mean, we certainly, there's, those are, there's a whole lot to unpack there. There's not one thread that connects all those <laughs> that I could just pounce on right now. But um, yeah, certainly with cults. Yeah, you said religious spirituality. And then there's a lot of blur between those two. I mean, right. using using the Heaven's Gate, they mixed science fiction and religion. Right. Because you know, they're one of, UFOs, I think, yeah, one UFO of the two UFO driven. typically. Yep. Like, they were, the, they were the, the two one. witnesses. Which but didn't they say God reference. was an alien or some shit like yes. that? Yes. 
Is that what yeah. they, that was and, and they his, went by T and Doe or whatever, I think. Yeah, the alien spacecraft to which they would be uh could be aboard was hidden in the Halebop comet in the nineties. That was the Halebop comet. That was right? the Halebop yeah. comet, yeah. And so well, uh in ninety seven, yeah, right? obviously, they had yeah. to they had to do away with their vehicle, and their vehicle was their body. Mm to be able to get on board the spaceship. And and like when you hear those things, and this is where you go, how can smart people be in groups like this? Because you go, did nobody go, what? <laughs> huh? Right. I got I mean, to do what? I, this is the one I just honestly, I, I told you, I couldn't keep watching because I was looking at people and going, you left your family. Right. You, you left your family behind to pursue nonsense because you just get told to like stare at the sky over there was no plan. Like no, I mean, I think a number of those interviews said there, like nobody was in charge. There was no hierarchy. You just kind of got some direction. Whereas, I at least understood the appeal of Jonestown, Jim Jones's approach, in that he provided. Now he did say you give up everything to the church, but he actually had homes for the elderly. You had healthcare. You had dental. Now you worked your ass off. I think he, you know, deliver, they deliberately said you got worked for like, you know, almost 20 hours a day. So you can never really free think. And, and then he also right. tore down uh, race barriers. Right. And so and that was one of the first kind of groups that did that, I think. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. Like it's, it's bullshit too. I'm not suggesting like, oh, I might've fallen for that one, but I at least could connect with the appeal. You could, you could see where, you know, an intelligent person might, initially get involved and yeah. say okay yeah i see you know it's kind the of appeal? A, a free society for lack of a better word um to some extent well again uh the apa the um american psychological association posted an article and they were talking about this and one of the panelists there was a panel uh, about cult mentality back in the t early 2000s. And one of the panelists, Deborah Layton, was a member of Jonestown. And at age 18 in the early 70s, Layton uh, was longing for a belonging. And so she was attracted to the People's Temple. And so she actually traveled to Jonestown, the Guyana village where the People's Temple's followers kind of all went to escape racism, persecution, whatever. And she quotes it or cites it as saying the peaceful settlement appeared more like a concentration camp surrounded by armed guards where food was scarce. Followers were required to work long hours. Grinch, like you said, to me, that doesn't sound like a kumbaya. Hey, we're all sitting around the campfire, fucking playing a guitar and singing songs. Like they were working the shit out of people. And as you mentioned, so you, you weren't going to be, you didn't have time it, to be free thinking. It gave them purpose maybe. Right. And that's probably what they, they were searching for because they say most people, you know, when they when they start looking at cults, are at crossroads in their life, right? Something has gone on, right? And, and they're looking for some sort of a direction, and, and you know that's typically what they may find initially in in joining a cult and joining a cult is that purpose of okay, so I'm I'm going to work my ass off, but I'm going to live in this you know kind of utopian and i'm using that you know because that's probably what they sell it as utopian society where you know we're tearing down you know racial boundaries you know and everybody's equal right and, well and, and in theory it sounds we, good it's just never put into practice that way and we should add the critical element in all of this is the central figure or maybe one two figures that are the centerpiece of it all that drive the authoritarian, without, the authoritarian yeah, leaders Koresh, even though 
Brent Davidians existed before Koresh, but without him, they wouldn't have gotten to that point. Right. You know, where he was holding them in and saying, well, I'm supposed to write my interpretation of this, that, or the other. And then the moment they're all supposed to leave, he's like, no, God said no. You know, which is borderline. Well, God didn't say no. Him saying, I, I said no. You know, God, God didn't say no. Jim God Jones, said, wait. Right. <laughs> wait. <laughs> and Jim wait. Jones was, I mean, he came from Lynn, Indiana, like poor and destitute to be like, he just came into his own with this persona and strength that was up in front of, you know, sometimes hundreds and thousands of people and they bought into it. And I mean, Charles Manson, I mean, some of these others, like they're so dollar. just effective. <laughs> hey, don't, don't talk about our, our don't, don't talk the about one, our, the I, one, all, the uh, one alum from your college. That, hey, there's, there's, more than one. Uh, there's Newt Gingrich. Come on. We've got Newt. Oh, was he? Oh God. <laughs> that's, that's not a step up. That's a step sideways. Let's be honest. And you know, charisma is defined as, you know, if I'm going to keep running with this dictionary thing, compelling attractiveness or charm that can inspire devotion in others. A divinely conferred power or talent. Right. Now, I, I've seen some things about charisma that say it doesn't necessarily have to be hand in hand with authoritative, like an authoritative approach. Right. Uh, um, there's actually an article I was reading that was kind of, of separating that, saying, no, it's more like a fundamental understanding of those you're leading. Like, you know how to get more. The psychology of. It. of it, yeah. You know. And. And this, and like I said, I mean, it's so impressive. You just, it, it seems like a lot of times that's used for bad, <laughs> right. not good. <laughs> well, what's interesting is a group of psychology. I mean, obviously this being, cause it, everything I found, a lot of these groups stemmed out of the sixties and seventies. Like that's where they started. That, that time frame, people were a lot of right. turmoil, a lot of turmoil in Vietnam or people were looking for that, that peace, love, something to belong vibe, to. Right. right. Yeah. And in the mid 80s, a group of psychologists came forward and they formed a task force called the Deceptive and Indirect Methods of Persuasion and Control, DIMPAC. And they submitted a report to the APA that condemned cults for using brainwashing. But the APA's, APA's boards of social and ethical responsibility for psychology found the report unacceptable because they said it lacked too much scientific evidence and relied too heavily on sensational anecdotes and provided insufficient information for the APA to be able to take a position on the issue. And so, and, and that's what this article is talking about is people then came forward again later and, and asked the APA to please look into these things, the psychological approach to cults and define their position on why these things occur. And so you go, oh, well, in the mid eighties, these people did this and had the APA potentially taken it seriously. Maybe they'd have released a report or might've helped people, you know, be looking into things like a David Koresh and the Branch Davidians, like the Hale Bob Heaven's Gate people that obviously, you know, maybe they would have prevented those things had they been reviewing the psychological approach to these things, but that didn't happen. And the APA said, no, I'm sorry, we're not taking, we're not taking a position on it because we don't agree with your evidence. So could we say that the military is a cult? Well, that, yeah, oh, I guess you could, right? Because they tear down their people. Mm-hmm. To, and rebuild them and some to, to say think to and some function. degree they might be it might be some forms of brainwashing that go yeah. on that you're invincible and that you know you're you're to follow commands no matter what those commands are and, now i don't know because obviously grinch's approach to the military versus what my experience with my brother going through boot camp or my wife going through boot camp or haas your brother going through boot camp like obviously boot camp is their 
their intent is the way they, uh, what do they call it? Um, you know, when they deny you like deprivation, like they, they, you know, deny you sleep and they, they are yelling at you. The intent is to break you down so that they can then build you back up the way they want. And I don't know Grinch with your approach, if it's different. Yeah. I mean, not to go too far down the rabbit hole, but I mean, it's evolved with the times, you know, access to phones and that kind of stuff, you know, which used to be like, you know, it's an absolute hell no is now more, you know, maybe you get it on the weekends, maybe you don't. And there's just, you know, in terms of, um, we used to call them smoke sessions. Like that's not a thing anymore. Um, yes. The idea is to create a mentality of like order because you need order and discipline in order to execute what you're doing, especially in a chaotic environment. That's the idea. Um, and yes, I, I agree with the, you know, you're, you're, you're sort of shedding that persona that you had before to become different, but at the core, you, you're not that different. I mean, it's not like a traumatic experience. Like you went to war, you're that different. It's more, you know, the idea is confidence and some other things go up and you start learning, like I can be a leader, you know? Um, but where I, in particular, what I always focus on, and this is when I get really leery when I see drift in terms of focus is everybody that's in the military swears an oath to the constitution, not a person. Now the word is I will obey the orders of the president and the orders of the officers appointed over me. But at the end of the day, you swear an oath to the constitution. And so the idea is you focused on protecting this great nation. Now we can unpack that. Sure. You know, in terms of singing something every morning and saying the pledge and all that and what it's designed to do, you know, we call it patriotism, right? <laughs> quote unquote. So um, let, let me ask a question. I, I mean, look, it's, it's psychology is psychology. It's how you use it. So I can't outright well, say there is no overlap between what you're trying to achieve by shaping somebody. And, and I think it goes back to the point Thor was trying to make a little bit earlier, right? I think for me, you know, I mean, the word cult can include a lot of different areas. I think, where it becomes problematic is when that deviant behavior uh, starts to take over where, you know, you're, you're convincing people to drink Kool-Aid to kill themselves or, you know, release gases on trains in, I think it was, was it Korea or Japan? Yeah. The Mm -hmm. Um, Shin Shin Raiko or the Um Raiko. A-U-M-S-H-I-N-R-I-K-Y. You know, as, as I just shared in the, in the chat, if you haven't seen it yet, you know, annihilate an entire, you know, demographic of Jewish people. Right. Right. That that's when, you know, I think it takes over. Yeah. You know, cult if, of personality. If, yeah. If you're if, if you're a cult and you know, you just want to go, hey, look, I want to go live on a commune. I'm going to give up all my, you know, possessions for the big the greater good, but we're not doing harm to anybody. Hey, you know what? So be it. That that's your right to do. Kumbaya, baby. Right. But when it starts impacting other people. Uh, negatively, I think that's where, you know, cults kind of get a bad name, right? Because again, you know, we can use the word cult for a lot of different groups. Well, um, some are good, some are bad. Now, of course, let's go the other way because, we, you know, we're talking about cults by and large, small groups. Mac, you came out of the gate going, religion's a cult. And now Haas has followed that up with military, potentially a cult. So I'm going to go in the other direction. Our families, cults. Families. The family dynamic, right? You're a child. You're born into that situation. You don't think for yourself. Your parents do that. We tend to follow our parents' ideology without question initially. Up to that, a certain point. Right, that's, whatever. See, and I think that's where it's a little bit different, right? 
Well, again, you have people that grow up and they do the exact same thing their parents did because they believed what their parent, the Kool-Aid, they drank the Kool-Aid. Mom and dad yeah. believe this way. Mom and dad hate this way or they're bigots this way or they whatever. And my daughter was saying, she goes, I didn't get a choice about religion. Yeah, and what's like, up with that? Well, because <laughs> her mother, her mother <laughs> should we, had should a we belief. Should we dive into that? <laughs> no, but her mother had a belief like you're, you're right. going to go this way. I'm not that way. I'm like, you, and, you and think that's and do okay. what you want. Well, and that's okay up until they have the ability to think for, for critical thinking, right? But you some know. families don't allow for that. Some no, families right. don't want you thinking for themselves. So my question would be, are families technically small versions of cults? If the military can I, I, be considered I think you one, could say yes, depending on what your definition of a cult is, right? Typically, yes. when you think of the word cult, you think of those deviant groups, right? right? I think a, I think a cross that so, jumps is what I think of. You think of what? I, you, 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 you might not be that far off. Again, it doesn't have the deviant behavior. Uh, well, I mean, it, you know, when you wake up the next morning, maybe you feel like it's Everybody's deviant. wearing those knee-high socks. Uh, yeah, but Haas would say I, I'm a cult if I made my kids walk through TSA barefoot without giving them a choice. That's I deviant mean, behavior as far as well, he's concerned. Well, deviant behavior, no doubt about it. But that's – is that – I, yeah, I, 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 I was simply posing the question. That's I, you know, and it's a good would question, that though. fall into well, I just, cultish? Yeah, I just come back to the definition: system of religious veneration and devotion directed toward a particular figure or object. Right. I mean, if you take that definition, it's pretty broad. Right. We just tend to think of cults like synonymous with the deviant behavior that's right. That's yeah, and a, a really bad outcome when it's all said and done. I mean, I would submit Scientology strikes me as a fucking cult because it, it is weird it's just uh, weird. when when i googled cults it was the number one one that came up on the list of the 10 most notorious cults it was number one and well, I was the like, word huh, cult was around for a long time but it didn't really gain mainstream popularity as far as you know using it in vernacular until the you know the jim jones incident you know and that's typically where people point back to you know if you're if you're thinking of the word cult with that negative connotation that's the initial one that most people look at. But as we've said, you know, if you take cult just at face value for the definition of the word, you know, clearly as we've unpacked already, there's a lot of different groups that could fall into that, that yeah. definition. And obviously I think it's the only term in which cult is used pejoratively, right? Cause we talk about cult classic movies, but that doesn't have a negative connotation. It, you're right. Right. It's a subset of people who really latched on to something that like the mainstream did. Right. Yeah, but then when we, picture show. Yeah. When we talk about groups of people doing things, then it does become a pejorative term. It becomes that it takes on that negative connotation going, oh, that's a cult. And it's like, oh, okay. And, and again, I I think throughout history, those groups, those subsects have shown us in terms of their behavior and the things that they've done that, yeah, they are negative, but someone somewhere bought into them because people join them. Scientology is no different. Uh, this, uh, this is, uh, an article from Penn today, uh, Penn state. And this is where I got the cult is a term that doesn't refer to religion at all, but is applied to a social movement. People have intuitive feelings about how the word cult should be used. Even when an organization or movement meets the criteria of a new religion, take for example, Scientology and Mormonism, both were new religious movements that have evolved into a general understanding or definition of a religion. And then it goes on to point that, Scientology and Mormonism have outlived their charismatic leaders and they have openly published their beliefs as scripture. Right. So, I mean, to your point, Mac, like, yeah, I, I don't disagree that one can morph into another. I, I would, I will agree 
or I'll also say I agree with the notion that if I hear that term, I almost instantly assume some ulterior bad motive outcome. or bad outcome yeah. or somebody's getting freaking bamboozled, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, and, and that's typically, you're right. That's what you think of when you hear the word cult, you know, the, the, the Jim Jones, the heaven's gate, you know, Waco, the branch Davidians Manson. Um, to your point. Right. I mean, you know, the branch Davidians were around well before David Koresh. They just took a different approach when he, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, because it's been a minute since I've watched the document documentary. He killed the former leader, or, or definitely escorted him out of uh, control. Uh, David Koresh. So I actually just watched it today, so I can tell you um, what he happened actually, is he befriended the head of the cult, who was a uh, female, who was a woman, a woman older than she, yeah, yes. and when she passed away. Um, it was there was a a, a void son. of power, yeah. and it was, it was supposed to go to her, her son, correct? And he uh, Koresh rounded up a bunch of the men who were on his side, and I think assaulted and attacked the son. Yes, and the police were called. Shot him, and, I believe. Yeah, I, I can't remember if it was shot or stabbed or something. Um, but they, they, they Koresh, those guys were arrested, but the the jury came back hung. Yes. And he was never he was never tried, fully tried. So when he went back, I guess because of that, he went back and leveraged and see he's gone to the right divine right power that I'd be in charge or some shit. And that's how he filled the vacuum. Right. But yes, it was a female that was running Lois Roden. Yes. And then when she passed, the son stepped up, but so did David, and they had a power struggle. Yes, you're absolutely right. right. The widow so, of Benjamin Roden, who was the leader of the sect. Yeah. Uh, she was in her late 60s. Chris eventually began to claim that God had chosen him to father a child by Lois, who would be the chosen one. So you look at that, right? I mean, clearly they were a cult before, but there was no deviant intent. Right. Until um, David Koresh. Until David over. Koresh took over. 100%. With his, you know, philosophy and thought process it's it is interesting one of the things i found from a psychological standpoint is when you when we talk about cults and you look at all of the stuff behind cults what they do the things that they involve in that deviant behavior sex tends to be one pedophilia tends to be one sex trafficking things like that and even with those things in place those statistics in place do you know that women make up 70 percent of the members of cults i did not know that that's fucking I mean, ridiculous. Around the globe, according to research, women make up a whopping 70% of cult membership. I mean, that that honestly makes a little bit of sense to me from the standpoint of... Men don't want other men around? Well, to some extent, right? I mean, you know, if you look at Koresh, you know, and what, but, what's at the uh, LDS, you know, you're way, supposed to have multiple wives. Right. So Koresh initially... Is, Koresh is not his real name, or not his original No, name. it wasn't. It was Vernon it was Howell. Yeah. But you I know, changed my name too. How are you going to get the power? You know, as Vernon Howe. That's right. Uh-huh. That's that's um, that's not a Hollywood name. You, you no, no that, that doesn't sell. Be, well, yeah. and I mean, I don't necessarily care to unpack the whole thinking behind this, but it was, I guess, the original founder said he wanted to pursue like a Davidian approach to religion. I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I lost my place. So Don't wait you, on me because I got and, and, and clearly that's one of those situations where you know something probably started out with good intent and then right. you know was driven way off the rails by you know an individual. Because I think that cult started in 55 and obviously culminates in 
the mass death in 93. So for a number of years, they just kind of coasted through. Nobody heard of them or nobody knew right. about they them outside of issue. that area, probably. Exactly. And then obviously this guy steps in, takes over and shit goes sideways fairly it, quickly. And that's the thing, you know, as you look at a Jim Jones, if you look at David Koresh, Charles Manson, some of these others. I don't know if they are just so certain of what they've convinced themselves that there's no give. Because if you watch in their interviews, it, it's just this, and I, and I, and, I, and it's a power. And I assume they kind of come into their own with it as they learn it and then they perfect it. You know, like, I mean, you know, using Hitler, the, you know, I think what I've heard is to everybody's knowledge, he didn't kill anyone yet somehow inspired the largest genocide in the history of our, our world, you know, and, and you just keep asking how, and I think, I mean, we, we clearly see some of them make it out, right. When it got to like some critical moment, they were just, you know, they go, well, you know, what? They, they started thinking from themselves and going, <laughs> yeah, oh, shit, what, did I, like what am fog, I doing? Right? The fog cleared, you know, and, and it, it was interesting too watching uh, the one about heaven's gate as the followers started coming on board, because you could see them beginning to emulate the speech rhythm and how they phrase things. And it was almost like they were trying to be exactly like them in their mannerisms, somehow thinking this was translating into conviction and I I'm going to get there. And no, part but... of you keeps wondering, like, if we're behind closed doors, bro, <laughs> to use hostages. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That one was on HBO, right? Is that because I don't think Heaven's I've seen Gate. that one. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I need to watch HBO that. One. Okay. Yep. Um, and there are a lot of documentaries out there relating to cults, which I managed to find. Another one, I believe it may be on Netflix called Wild Wild Country. Have you guys yeah. heard of this one? Which is this another is... It, that brings up another interesting point that if you look at a lot of the kind of underlying philosophies and beliefs, a lot of it comes out of like the Indian India area right right it's like and again i think it goes back to that kind of you know peace and love you know atmosphere coming out of the 60s and 70s but then right. it gets I mean, bastardized and it gets transformed well, into yeah. something entirely different i barely different. know what i'm talking about on this so somebody could just be like you're a fucking idiot but <laughs> you're in the military <laughs> we know it's well, a never start, with, us. with christianity spirituality is god jesus there is no place for like nature and freaking i mean well they supplant it right they're like well you can see god work everywhere instead of some of these other religions that do have a spiritual component of meditation um you know do crystals matter that kind of shit right mm -hmm. i mean honestly it's <laughs> i mean we already had our, our our religious podcast so you know i think it's pretty insidious with its teaching but if you think about it it's kind of come up with an answer for everything to allow no weird room, you know, nothing sneaky to get in there to be like, you know, I found that if I stare at this tree, the tree talks to me. The fuck it does. That's Jesus talking from that tree. You pray, you know, right. like. Uh, just a couple, just so I, again, so people are aware if they would like to go out and check these out. So obviously the wild, wild country on Netflix, it's a six part series that chronicles the rise and fall of Rajneesh movement, which is what it's about. Um, 
the Buddha Field Cult, Holy Hell, which is another one. And and again, I don't know necessarily know where all of these are located in terms of being able to find them, but uh, it it talks about the members and it paints a chilling portrait of the group founder Michael Rostan. Scientology going clear. There you go. Scientology being a, a fucking cult. There's a documentary that uh, obviously gives you uh, the history of the religion, founder L. Ron Hubbard, and the manipulative and life-threatening policies under current leader David Miscavige, whoever that is. FLDS, Mos- the prophets why, pray. Why, why is it you got Crash? This guy. Why? Why are David's? rampant the symbolism of the name <laughs> yeah exactly you know and that's the other thing that's interesting like this flds prophets pray it's another one and it talks about the polygamous fundamentalist church of jesus christ and latter-day saints jim jeffers uh takes aim at warren jeffs warren jeffs, warren jeffs. Yeah. you 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 tend to see these though they are they're they're separate groups or their sects of the Jesus, the church of Jesus Christ and Latter-day Saints, Seventh-day Adventists. Well, as Mormons. I say, everything kind of spins off of, you know, if you look at like religion, religious groups. Well, but if you look at religion in, in and of itself, you know, you have kind of core religious beliefs and then you have spinoffs of that. Right. You know, of these, you know, kind of more. Bastardized versions. Versions of it. Right? Yeah. Kind of, um, you know, telling their own story of what they think that religion should be right. Uh, there's a documentary called the people's temple, the life and death of the people's temple, uh, the family children of God, John Smithson's 94 children of God interviews, uh, one family about being raised in the family, a cult in which sexually abusing children was common practice. Rose McGowan and Joaquin Phoenix were both born into the family and then fled with relatives, which I thought was interesting. Uh, obviously Waco, the branch Davidians Manson family, uh, Heaven's Gate, Heaven's Gate, the untold true story. The source. What's family. the uh, the the one that's the the spinoff from Tiger King about the guy down in Myrtle Beach? Um, the Doc Antle yeah. story. Yeah. You look at that. I mean, that. Oh yeah, again, that can be considered that's a cult. That's a cult. That's a good cult. Without man. a doubt, yeah. and that's a that's a more recent one, you know. Right, but but those are just a few in terms of obviously, you know, people love shit like this and they want to go out and they can be conspiracy theorists and like you know. For us, we're looking at it from the perspective of like the psychology of it. Like what drives people to do it? For me, that's what it is. Like I look at the four of us and I go, would any of you guys be in a cult? Hmm. You're all smart. Except for Haas, who doesn't like TSA feet, but I don't hold that against him. You know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, do you think there would ever be a position except for Grinch? Because we know he's been in a cult, military, not, you know, <laughs> would would you ever find I yourself? Never said I, it was. I just said there I were escaped. some parallels there, man. <laughs> no, but, but, but I'm saying, do you, do you think you could be coerced into being in a cult? Under I, the right I think, conditions? I think to Grinch's point, there, there's people way smarter than me that have gotten sucked into this. So can I honestly say no, I, I don't believe I could. I don't think that I would. And some of the ones that, you know, we've talked about, you know, you can look at him and go, yeah, okay, that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. But, you know, may- maybe there's one that comes along that does appeal to you, right? I mean, so I'd like to say no, but well, I'm sure most of the people that have gotten pulled into cults probably may have said the same thing at one point. Yeah, I'm sure Reverend Jones didn't go, hey, come join my cult. We're eventually going to drink Kool-Aid laced with cyanide, right? It was. No, nah, he should have gone with rum. It's, it's, it's much better. Free love, right? You can leave all the the all that shit in your past, racism, bigotry, well, hate. But but it wasn't, you know, he didn't sell it as, you know, come drink my Kool-Aid laced with cyanide. It right. Was, That's what I'm you saying. Know, you have to die to transcend to that next level. And when you do, you know, 
all of these, you know, you're, you're going to leave your worldly possessions behind and have all these other unworldly possessions. Yeah, yeah. my point is I don't think he pulled people in by saying that because I think a mildly intelligent people would go, well, no, I, because I that's a really myself. bad sales pitch. That's what I'm saying. So you have to leave it. with something else. <laughs> right. I mean, there, there's 70% of our group is women. You can I think we've got the wrong guy in charge wants. of marketing of our, uh, our podcast here. Well, I, I mean, there's something to be said for systematic brainwashing, right? I mean, you just keep reinforcing it. Like at Jonestown, you know, the speakers were blaring his bullshit, you know, what, all day, all and night. peer pressure too, right? I mean, you know, well, right. people... And then you then you stir up the, hey, if you hear of anybody's thinking of leaving, you create that paranoia so nobody will talk and question. Right. Because, you know, it's almost like in phases, right? You've got to have something mm-hmm. that's just, you can truly hang your hat on to begin with. It's easy to buy into. And then it evolves. Well, it, it evolves, evolves and then devolves, right? right? Right, right. And then it reaches this crescendo. Because, I mean, going back to Heaven's Gate, I, if I recall, there was no Haley Bop is the end. Mm-hmm. It became the answer probably once they knew that the scrutiny was just going up and up and up. Jonestown came to an end because they killed a fucking member of Congress. And they had to do something. <laughs> yeah. So, like, these were not planned endings in the sense of, like, it's going to happen specifically from the get-go right which just speaks to the fact it's fucking garbage and bullshit because it became the plan when you know out of an extremist necessity it's the same thing with waco right i mean you know i'm pretty sure that you know that wasn't their plan wasn't to die 50 days after you know they they probably you would have never heard of them if they hadn't tried to serve that warrant in the fucked up method they tried to serve it yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, that's a whole other thing. Well, to I mean, right, <laughs> you, right. You and I kind of talked about that in chat. You know, mm-hmm. it's, you, they they knew you were coming. Somebody leaked. Yeah, you know, no, they no, could, not somebody. We know who. Well, yeah, the but, mailman. Right, you know, and I mean, mailman. Kind of, how but the you fuck start do you out, think that's going to go? <laughs> and you had an undercover agent that was like racing the, out to meet them on, on the road. You know, he's like, yeah, no, like they stop. Know. Yeah, they're they're armed. You know, and it's one of those like, well, we're going to have a confrontation with the government. I foresee it. Yes, because you're gathering a bunch of fucking weapons. Right. Like You've made this a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. And anybody with half a brain should be able to see that. But you seem to have been pretty convincing. <laughs> well, none yeah, of these, I, obviously, I, they're the, not the first and they won't be the last. And I'm sure there are plenty of cults out there we don't even know about. Well, and the, the, that was one of the things I was, you know, kind of doing some research this morning. You know, nowadays it's actually more prevalent because you have the online presence. You know, you don't have to be in Jonestown to be a member of, you know, the People's Temple, right? You can be a member of a cult online, you know, all across the world and maybe not even realize it to some extent. Uh, the New York Times posted an article, The Psychology of the Cult Experience, where uh, this individual, Dr. Singer, estimates there are between 25 and 3,000 cult, 2,500 and 3,000 oh, cults like, in the United wow. States, <laughs> with dozens of small cults, too numerous to keep track of. The number of cult membership nationally uh, wanes between somewhere between 300,000 to 3 million, according to this article. D- does anybody know what uh, the, the total... Uh, population of the Republican cult is hmm. <laughs> too many. So, do you think they they do like rush? Do they put bids <laughs> and that kind of thing? See if <laughs> see if you can even get in. Yeah. Um, Just going back to the cult, would you buy into it? My answer is is as of today, a hard no. 
Because right. they don't have any, they're not offering shit that I'm looking for. I don't need an answer to what it's all about. And I would beg the question of everybody who's like, ultimately we killed ourselves. Why'd you fucking live in the first place? Mm-hmm. What did it matter? What did it matter? Oh, well, but again, that's, that, that, that's where, like, what? that's where we, have, you know, we're, you know, the term cult is used, you know, we're, we're using it in one specific scenario where, you know, that, again, that deviant behavior and the end result, right. There, there can be millions of other cults that you could be a member of and maybe in some cases not even realize it. Well, right? and I, I thought mean, if, you're, that, if you're just looking at the fraternities and sororities cults. Yes. Fanatic, I mean, you were in one, brother. Bases. You tell me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know in terms probably. of Mac or Grinch. I've never been in one, but you have. I don't know if Grinch were you in a fraternity in college. No, I wasn't. Okay. So, Haas, would you consider fraternities to be cultish? Yes. Okay. Well, then that, you just answered your own question, brother. Well, to some, to some degree, yeah. yeah. I, I just, yeah. I just occurred to me, but I mean, because I, you know, I was thinking, would I? And to, to Grinch's point, yeah, when I was younger, yeah, because you I was, I, I joined a fraternity. Um, but to further Grinch's point, as I've gotten older and wiser, I like to think and believe, um, I don't seek the kind of answers and I don't seek the kind of things that 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 lifestyle provides or entices. I just, but, that, but again, have, we're we're talking specific scenarios where you know again if we look at just the the term cult overall you know you're you're a pretty big fan of the south carolina gamecock cult <laughs> well it, you know? so I mean, it, 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 as a serious follow-up to that i i haven't used the term venn diagram in a while and i really want to time to oh, throw it out there oh my god i have missed that silence like, across the room like like chick-fil-a there <laughs> is there are aspects of a cult that are just like any other organization that encourages a certain type of organizational behavior that doesn't make them a cult. Right. That means there are certain traits that overlap. And so, and this is why going back to the like, is something cult-like? I mean, well, sure. It's it, it's by its nature. It has a uniform. It teaches a certain behavior. They're like your haircut. It's designed to strip down individuality so it's organizationally focused. So, yes, I mean, we certainly saw that with a Heaven's Gate. They wore freaking uniforms and their weird shit with the you know pass, the patch and all that like but the brand civilians didn't i mean they had basically everyday clothes you know jim jones didn't have a haircut standard and that kind of thing you know it was more behavioral folk behaviorally focused and so that's why i'm like if you know if you say is it like it I'm, i in my mind i cut that word and just focus on the attributes that encourage a certain type of thing. Oh, well, okay. I, so like, what I, about I wanna... like, uh, the Masons or the Elks Lodge? The or Ilum- Illuminati. You're right. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I mean, cause I, I, I kind of put those in the same, under the same umbrella as I would a fraternity sorority, right? Like these, the, the fraternal order police. I mean, these, these organizations where that's the whole point is you, you, you no longer have stuff like-minded, right? You're all, it's all so centric and focused on the organization. But and again, that's what I, I think that's where you go back to, you know, typically when you think of a cult, you're thinking of that deviant behavior, yeah. you know, where, where it ends badly. See, the, you somebody. guys keep saying the deviant behavior. And what I keep thinking of is intent. What is the intent? What is the intent of the organization? If the intent is to do good and provide, you know, safety and comfort and food and support, that's fine. But once you look at it, I mean, the branch divisions, that may have been the intent initially. Once the intent um, becomes malicious or deviant, then I think you start falling into cult territory, in my opinion. Well, this is interesting mm-hmm. to me. So I'm pulling from an article here 
um, what is a cult, four types of cults and common characteristics mm-hmm. from Masterclass uh, as the website. Yeah, I saw that, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I mean, so the word cult descends from the Latin cultus, an ancient mm-hmm. word encompassing the concepts of adoration, education, and cultivation. Those aren't bad things in principle. Right. Right. It's the application of those that become a problem. Well, and that's why I say the, the the term cult to that point, you know, encompasses a lot of things that are good and can be good. It's just typically associated with negative, um, you know, scenarios like like you look at you know Heaven's Gate, People's Temple, um, you know, the Branch Davidians, or, or you know, again, maybe the second you know iteration of the Branch Davidians. Um, yeah, sorry, sorry, I, go ahead, Grinch. No, Finish no, your no. article. Well, by no, the 19th century, him. it evolved to mean an unorthodox group of zealous and eccentric believers. Right. I mean, it's, so, it's how it gets used in the popular culture is what start. That's the baggage that starts hanging on the word. Right. It's like he says, you know, a, a, a movie has a cult following and he's like, that doesn't imply anything. Not a negative implication. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is so one of the th- reasons th- I don't th- think. You you didn't answer the question of do you think you would get sucked you could get sucked into a call. I'm about to. Okay, go Thank for you. it. And this is one of the reasons me personally I don't think so. And the other three, I don't think either, because what makes individuals from a psychological standpoint susceptible to brainwashing to be pulled into cults? Weak sense of identity, which I don't think any of the four of us have. Okay. Tend to experience excessive guilt which I don't think any of the four of us necessarily do. Great self-doubt, which I don't think any of the four of us have. And traditionally, black and white thinking. And those are the four characteristics that they claim, if you if you possess those, you're more likely to be successfully brainwashed. And so when people are going, those authorities. Yeah, but now you're talking black and white. You know, and I think there's a lot of gray there for people that can Oh, be, of, of course, I'm sure. You, know. you may not have all four of those, but I don't think any of us possess those qualities, at least not that I've seen in the last 30 plus years. Now, when you're alone at home on the shitter in the dark by yourself, yeah, you may have doubt. And who's at home alone on the shitter in the dark? That when sounds you're sitting like on a, the toilet and the power goes like out, you're like, That sounds like a recipe for catastrophe. <laughs> no, uh, but I don't well, think how, any of the How does that go bad? I mean, you're already sitting. Right. That's a good thing. You don't got to find your way around in the dark. On the shitter in the dark. All I'm saying is I don't think any of the four of us necessarily possess any of those traits, much less all of those traits. So that's why I don't think I would be susceptible to a cult. And as Haas said, there's no question I have currently that a cult would answer for me, that I would seek out a cult to answer that question, religiously, spiritually, ideologically, no. So no, I, I don't. Any of that belonging, like fuck off. No. Mm-hmm. Now, now, okay, that's a cult. Would you join a gang? I mean, are we technically a gang? Of course we are. We're a cult to a certain degree. We're, yeah, we're the so cripples. There you go, because we're too old. Yeah, the cripples. I mean, <laughs> in their current, again, in current society, based on usually it's based around motorcycles or other things, hobbies like that. Yeah. I don't have anything that correlates to a game that I'm aware of. Right. It's not a no, like outright. I just I don't mean, know what value. If we could ever get Mac to join on the regular, we could be a video game. game. I mean, I, you're right. We're more hey, like Mac. a club. We're a club. Warzone. Warzone's coming out with the War- World Series of Warzone. $1.2 million competition if you want to join us and jump in. I got to fucking download something else now? Jesus. For $1.2 million, brother? <laughs> well, 
I mean, divided by four, obviously. Okay, look. We'll well, let's, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then less 50%, will, yeah, 55%. It will not be divided taxes. by four equally because, you know, Grinch <laughs> is going to carry most of the well, yeah, No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, he could. But here's the thing, though, Mac. It could still be enough after taxes and division to pay for that pool in the backyard. Fuck, yeah, it could. Or a whole a new house pool, that has a problem. master on main. So you've, you've missed and, selling. We are way off. get you a Kenny Masters Sea-Doo to go in the pool that you were right the panty dropper. All right. Let's back on topic, but um, no. So answer your question, Mac. No, I don't think I would be susceptible. I don't imagine any of the three of you would be. And and you can make the argument. Well, Grinch went in the military 20 plus years ago, had a different mental state at the time. Maybe that's why he bought into that. That's fine. Haas was in a fraternity, different mental state 25 years ago. That's fine. But I think we've all said today, if, if somebody were doing it today, no. And I don't see myself doing it 25 years ago either. I was just at a different place in terms of my thought process. You were the leader of a cult 25 years ago. Yeah, well, my family. All right. Now, all right. Let me clarify. There is a cult I would join. Okay. The cult that believes we're in a simulation. Because we are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't disagree with you, man. We are in the Matrix, bro. We're in the fucking Matrix. We are in the Matrix, bro. Um, but just not John Wick 4. I just don't know why everybody can't see it. <laughs> but the next comic that comes by, I'm offing myself and I'm hopping on. It had to come back to John Wick 4. Uh, I, I disregard any John Wick 4 comments. I think well, on that note, we, podcast, can, so we, can call this, we can call this one to an end if that's where we've now gone. John Wick 4. Those that like John Wick 4 are a cult. That's what Haas is saying. TSA feet and John I, well, Wick 4. No, I mean, Deviant no, behavior. because to be in a cult, just you have to there, have a high intellectual... I, I, I get, acumen. Get on your island. And your, if you have a high intellectual out. acumen, you are not enjoying Watching. John Wick Four by any stretch of the imagination. Okay. Did you enjoy any of the John Wicks? Yes, I enjoyed. Because I watched, John, I watched the first one, uh, and I'm like, even Mag is like, even the first one, I don't even know. Look, I, I, we have now gone way off the rails. I think it's time to pull this one too close. Way off. No, we've gone. We why? Because John Wick three is what? Par- no, I was about to say it's parallelum, but it's what parabellum? What is the mm-hmm. what? parallelogram? Close. Parallelogram. John Wick three. Go see it. <laughs> parallelogram. Yes. He brings in Khan Academy, and they teach all the kids math. There you go. Um, Geometry. Although I'm a little concerned that master class has a thing on cults. Like, who would go out and actually take that master class? But. Clearly, someone who uh, wants to start a motherfucking cult. cult. Yeah. How do right. I go about no. doing this? I mean, exactly. are, are, was it? Uh, uh, it's under science and tech, by the way. I mean, it's there. Shit. Uh, look, at the end of the day, you know, we thirty year anniversary. I mean, we were there. We we I would say we lived through it, but it was on the TV, um, and it was an interesting way to kind of watch this unfold, being on the TV every night, and then obviously well, how think- it culminates. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point. Thinking back, though, and it's not just how you got your media and your and your news at the time, right? Because it was kind of a you know every night at six p.m. you were tuning in to see what was going on. Yes, because there weren't you know hourly updates you know on your phone at the time. Right. Although I do want to point this out because I spoke with him this week. Um, my my David brother, Koresh? my brother Loki. I was talking to him about it. Now my my brother was in the Marines at the time, and he was actually deployed overseas when all of this was going on and and he got back on his deployment right at the end of the standoff in April. And I was asking about, he's like, you know, I don't, I don't remember much about it because I was not 
stateside at the time. He said, but I will say this, I was in the mall in, in Jacksonville, North Carolina, because he was stationed there at uh, New River. And he said, I actually purchased my TV at a store in the mall based on the picture quality of the Davidian compound on fire. <laughs> oh my God. That I'm like, you were right, actually. I walked so in, on like, brand. He's like, you know, they, well, Best Buy or whatever, all the TVs there, right? have did, all did the same bought, thing. He bought a TV, TV at the mall. Oh my God. Well, so again, it's, if, if you've been to Jacksonville in the early 90s, there was. Well, yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm, there. I'm saying, you know, how far we've come. Right. But he's like, I was walking through the store in the mall to buy a TV and it was like a wall of TVs and they were all showcasing the fire. And he goes, I found the one that had the best picture quality and I bought it. I was like, Jesus Christ, man. Next time like, we really? burn something down, I want to be able to see it in, you know. Yeah, in 4K. fucking 4K. Exactly. So I thought you know, that you was just, funny. You just kind of, you know, you were you were giving me some things to, to, you know, spin the brain up on while you were talking, which is, I started to say this going back to the military, which is, I've heard the term, and maybe it's a distinction without a difference, but I view the military as tribal. Okay. And so I think while there are sociological aspects that carry over to all of this, I tend to think of the military as being more tribal mindset, which kind of makes me think of like the Native Americans, like there was, there was an order, there was a structure, they thought and did things a certain way. That was what their society was based on. It's how they organized. It's how they, you know, did what they did. Yeah, how well did that work out for them? Well, yeah. Um, I mean, so I guess to me, it's curious that I wonder what the limit in terms of population size is for a cult. Yeah, I don't know. Is it ten? You know, the, the four again, elements. It's mentioned. It's in the a man-made class. construct because it's a man-made word, really. I mean, if you, well, like you said, if you look at the initial definition of cult and you know going back to cultists you know it includes and encompasses a whole ton of shit that has kind of gotten filtered out through the years to what we now think of as a cult Cult, well and this is where i think i might be starting to frame out cult which is so four characteristics again from the same article authoritarian authoritarian control extremist beliefs isolation from society veneration of a single individual now Heaven's Gate, technically, too, but I think it, it really pivoted around whatever. Marshall Applewhite. Marshall yeah. Applewhite. Um, where I think you start to draw the back end of, like, yes, they are a cult. And, and you almost give them this moniker after the fact. Right. Maybe, you know, maybe once you become aware of it, you do. Like, I don't know that as I saw the Branch Davidians, like, at the time, I was like, cult. You know, that wasn't. I right. just considered them the Branch Davidians, and then the final outcome is when I began to think of them as a cult. Right. Where you might cross over and say where something was niche, but now it is maybe more of a religious approach or a broader appeal with good intentions or otherwise, is if that centerpiece of it all does come and go, but the belief system remains in place and it moves on. So... You know, and Mormonism, center- Scientology, you know, people can, I, I don't know, they must like something they're getting from it. And to the best of my knowledge, they aren't doing anything bad. Right. To the best of my knowledge, and I don't know shit about really either one. I mean, I've got a cousin that's Mormon, and she seems very happy and loving family. So I don't have anything against Mormons, you know, or Jehovah's Witness or some of these other organizations that I might offhandedly blank, like, you know, till they come knocking on your door. But to yes, me, I are. guess that's maybe where I 
you all have helped me get to the end of my thinking Aww, of this to go thanks. cult versus religion versus a, a broader belief system versus military, which is tribal. Got it. Yeah. All right. Well, gentlemen, as always, I appreciate your time, your effort, you know, putting in the hours, putting in the grind, looking at these articles, watching these shows so that we can come on here and we can talk about it intelligently. If that's in point of fact, what we did, um, obviously to, to anybody out there in the listening range if you're listening to this feel free to go out and check out some of these these documentaries about these different cults you know you can formulate your own opinion you know we'd love to hear from you if you want to drop us a line at the full horseman at aspiriteddebate.com let us know what you think of cults what's a cult is the military cult or fraternities cults or families cults are cults cults you know we'd love to know and and if you think are you in a cult if you're in a cult if you we think already know you're in the matrix but are you in the, in the cult? cult gotcha <laughs> uh but we'd love to hear from you or maybe you've got a drink you'd like to try maybe you've got a special potion kool-aid that you think we should try sans the cyanide because i'm just not right. doing that <laughs> yeah. but if you've got a drink you'd like us to try feel free to send it our way at the full horseman at a spirit uh and if that's not enough for you you can go out to our website at a spirit all of the drinks that we have all of our episodes are in the vault there 170 something huh? episode i mean there's a lot uh, 170 something i'd have to go back and look we apparently like talking you, you, you know, i'm a little concerned because now you bring that up maybe i'm in the grinch call because I was the only are. one that drank the one-hit wonder. Yeah, you are. He, he managed to convince me that that was a Suck good thing. Oh, there, there were some others that were involved in your psychological demise. Don't, right. don't, don't let them Don't point the, the finger at him. Um, he just came to it a lot easier than the rest of us. It was just very natural for him to natural say, hey, to do him. this. He's charismatic. Right. Uh, but yes, thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate it. As always, love doing this with you week in and week out. I love you guys. Can't wait to do this again next week. So thank you very much. views, information, or opinions expressed during the A Spirited Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests involved and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the host or guests may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. While guests are invited to listen, listeners acknowledge that they are not being provided professional advice from the podcast or its guests. The content within the parameters of A Spirited Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are for entertainment and educational purposes only. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual.